Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Northfield Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Gordon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to listen to the podcast today. All right, so a lot of people say or ask the question, how in the world did we get to the place where we're at in 2021, in culture today, where we are, we've just handed over our freedoms? We're willingly doing as the government is telling us to do without any hesitation without any question we just do it because well the cdc said we need to wear masks or we need to do whatever we need to do to to keep each other healthy and and well what where do we go how do we get to this point well i heard this sermon this week from john MacArthur, and it's called the truth will set you free and he uses an illustration in the middle of this sermon that just really it really shook me a little bit um And he, he talks about the difference between chattel slavery and political slavery. And what chattel slavery is, is when one human being owns another human being. We've fought against this um, and abolished that, and it is wicked and wrong. Uh, but there's another form of slavery that we're not really pushing against. It's called political slavery. And this is when the state owns everyone. But the effects of the individual are identical. Like they're exactly the same. So I- I'm going to read. And, and what John MacArthur d- did in this uh, sermon is he he talks about the elements of governmental slavery and he uses the illustration of two atheists who wrote two major novels. Um, Huxley, who wrote Brave New World, and George Orwell, that wrote 1984. They're both dystopian novels that, that talk about an apocalyptic dystopian future where the state is the authority and everyone's over... Uh, I'm sorry, the, the state is over everyone and, and there's only two classes. There's the ruling class and then there's the, the serfs, the subjects of um, of that slavery system, the, the governmental slavery system. And so I, I want to read, um, he has eight different ideas, eight ideas that have to be, uh, or that are unpacked um, f- between these two authors in how a government takes over a people. So, I'm going to read this now. What elements of society and politics produce this willing kind of state slavery? Drawing from both Orwell and Huxley, this is what they say totalitarianism, totalitarianism would look like. Here are the necessary elements. Number one, a crisis. A crisis puts freedom in danger because a crisis elevates government control. And the more severe the crisis, the more control the government gets when and more freedoms begin to disappear. So that's number one. Number two, the collective is more important than the individual. The greater good is good for society. Not your good, but the good of society. We don't care what you want or what you think. We've got to stop global warming. We don't care what your freedoms are and the things that you desire and want. You can't say that. You can't believe that. You can't do that. Because the collective is far more important than the individual. 
the advancement of the LGBTQ is far more important on the social side for the good of society than anything you think or believe. So the collective dominates the individual. Everybody is forced into the collective. That's number two. Thirdly, you need a mass psychosis. You need a mass psychosis, something that makes everyone afraid, like a plague, like a pandemic, like masks, that create a greater threat than giving up freedom. People rushed into giving up their freedoms when there was a threat that created a mass psychosis. Keep up the deception so that they continue to believe the lies and escalate the control. Number four, control information. Control what people hear, what they therefore believe. And the way to control information is the following. Create confusion. Send out all kinds of diverse signals so that nothing is really clear. So you're creating a kind of acceptable in irrationality, a kind of madness. Censor what you don't want. Control people by technology and media. Man, we are any type of social media right now. That's, I mean, think about that. Number five. <clears throat> this is a dominant feature of both of these novels. This is what he says. Hedonism. Turn loose all kinds of immorality. Everywhere. Create situations of unhindered sexual lust. Let people be completely lost in pleasure. No boundaries on what kind of sexual behavior is allowed. Fill the culture with pornography because as long as they are unhindered in their sexual lusts, as long as they are lost in hedonistic pleasure, they are not thinking. Wow, that's that's us, man. Number six, feed them mindless, accessible, irrelevant, distracting, nonstop entertainment. Holy smoke. How many of us can get into... Instagram or YouTube or any other video platform and just mindlessly scroll through videos and you look up and you're like, holy smoke, I've been looking at this for two hours. All right, go back to reading. Sorry. Distracting nonstop entertainment. So they live in a world of fantasy and emotional stimulation rather than thought. Number seven, make drugs available to everyone because drugged people and drunk people are harmless. I mean, they just they're not going to try to take out the system or make a, they're not going to try to make waves. <laughs> Number eight, and this is critical. If you want to take over an entire population, isolate them from each other. Because when you isolate them from each other, you control the narrative. You take them away from the examples of something different. That is the atheist. This is what atheists came up with as a pathway to a dystopian totalitarianism in which people are distracted, dumbed down, drugged. They give up their freedoms. Like, this is where we are. And this was written by two atheists long ago, decades ago. It was written uh, Brave New World by a guy named Huxley. Last name is Huxley. And George Orwell wrote 1984. Both atheists. And that has been the playbook. And we're living in that playbook right now. And we're just, we don't, we're not paying attention. Eight things to take over a society. The government is using these eight things that I just read. And they're taking over. 
and we're not paying attention because we're mindlessly dumbed down and we're not thinking, we're not reading, we're watching videos, we're engrossed in videos and pornography and lust and we're in this. And we're in your and people say, Well, I don't know how we just got to this place. I do. We've scrolled and looked at our phones for years and years and years, and they've dumbed us down to the point where we're not even remotely interested in anything. As long as my phone works, we're fine. Look at how you react when you can't find your phone. When you can't find your phone, people start freaking out. Like, oh my gosh, where's my phone? Where's my phone? Well, I gotta find my phone. And they like, we turn houses upside down trying to find our phones. But if we can't find our Bibles, we're just, oh, I'll, I'll, do, I'll, I'll, I'll look up my phone on my Bible. Or I'll look at my Bible on my phone. I'll, uh, you know, nobody cares about that. We, we lose our minds if we lose our phones. But don't, don't say uh, my freedoms are being taken away because, oh, they're not really. It's just, be quiet. You're, stop making waves, Caleb. You're a conspiracy theorist. I just read the playbook from two atheists who hated God and have a desire to destroy society. I mean, we're there. And people aren't paying attention. We are here. They've used this as a playbook. And this is where we are. We need to wake up. We need to get engaged. Read scripture more. Study more. Um, get to the point where we're interested in theology rather than videos. They just cut your stinking phones off for a while. Like, I just talked to my wife this morning. I said, I just don't want to look at my phone. I want to stay away from my phone. I, I want to get to the point where maybe I used to go back to a flip. Like the old flip phone where you just dial. <laughs> I think that would probably be so much more better for me personally. I might go through a detox because, man, I am addicted to my phone. I like looking at social media. I like scrolling pictures. I, man, I own that. That's a sin in my own life that I need to repent of. And man, I need to, to get away from that and I need to get more in tuned with God's word. And we've and I, here's the crazy thing is I made an agreement in my head already that man, I've got to be on social media because I've got to minister those that are that are out there in the masses and they need to see this and they need to hear this. Well, you know what? If they want to see it or hear, they can get access to this stuff. If they want to hear a sermon, they can get access to this stuff. They don't need nobody needs me. You know what they need? They need Jesus. They need Jesus. That's a narcissistic viewpoint in my own world where I say, well, people need to hear what I have to say. Nobody needs to hear what I have to say. I'm making this stinking podcast right now, and I'm thinking here, you people need to hear what I'm saying. You don't need to hear what I'm saying. You need to hear what Christ is saying. You need to get in focused and tuned with the Word of God, and that's how we get um, where we need to be. That's where we need to, that's how we get to the point where we see revival, where we see change, genuine change. We need to pay attention, folks, or we're in trouble. Now, I'm afraid actually we've gone too far, but I know that God's sovereignly in control, so I'm going to put my hope, my faith, and my trust all in. I'm putting all, all chips in on who Jesus is and what he's done on our behalf. So stay aware, stay focused, stay connected into God's word. Love you guys.